0: today on CityCast Denver. I'm so excited to finally introduce you to the guys behind our amazing music on this show. Denver Chicano band Los Mocochetes have a new record out this week. And if you're an avid listener to this podcast, then the songs on the album are definitely gonna sound familiar to you. Today is Tuesday, October 19th, 2021. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. Joshua and Diego, welcome. Oh, just kidding. Joshua disappeared. <laughs> I'm here. Okay. Joshua and Diego, welcome to CityCast Denver. That's where you guys have to say hi. Oh,
1: oh
2: all right, all right. Run it run it. Back. <laughs> all
0: right. Joshua Beta and Diego Flores. Welcome to Citycast Denver.
1: Hey, what's up, really Good to see you.
2: Good morning. It's good to be here. Thank you for having us.
0: So I wanted to start with uh, the Los Mocochetes' backstory. Can you two talk about how this band came together?
2: Diego, you take it this time.
0: <laughs> Diego's making hand motions like, Joshua, you tell the story.
1: <laughs> I always have to tell the story. It's your turn. <laughs> but it's the story, man. Alright, the Diego version goes a little bit like Rick, 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 what? Remix remix
0: The Diego remix.
1: Alright, so we're at, we're <laughs> in Wally World, right? AKA Walmart. And uh we were in Walmart because we were on our way to New Mexico uh, to help Elias' family in uh mora. New Mexico, uh, clean out their acequias, which is the irrigation system um, that helps water the land there off of the, the mountain. And so, Wait,
0: whose house? Sorry, whose family were you
1: going to help? Uh, Elias Garcia, our uh, guitar player. Oh. Your guitar player, of course. And so um, it was a trip that uh, came together naturally. Um, Joshua was on his way to play a show and uh, the show had... Um, got canceled. And he was like, well, I'm still going to New Mexico. So I'm down to ride with you guys. Let's do it. You know, we'll go clean some acequia, hang out, do the thing, you know? And so uh, we decided to do that. Got in the car, you know, and like last pit stop before we go into New Mexico, we're going to make sure to get a last stop at Walmart and make sure that we have all of our essentials, you know? Um, and on that list of essentials, we had a machete because, you know, you got to have a machete anywhere you go for good and for bad, you know? So, (laughs) uh, we're in the machete aisle and we're playing with the machetes, like still in the cases and stuff like that, like in the plastic and this abuelita just walked by and she was just like shaking her head, like these, these kids, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) literally, you know, I'm not going to tell them nothing. They just know that I'm disappointed. You know, we felt that for sure.
0: (laughs) <laughs> she looking, just gave you the eyes of disappointment that Abuelitas give you. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was it was rough, you know? <laughs> and so it was a scowl. <laughs> so we look at each other and we're like, damn, we're really some mocosos. With machetes we are this! And there it was. <laughs> we were we're like, man, that's like that's like a band name, bro. And so throughout the trip. We like uh, had a bonding experience. Friend, family became family. Family, you know.
0: That's amazing that you were sort of on this journey, um, and then you had these moments of, of like these symbolic moments or like signs, you know, like the the moment when you um, see disapproval from from an abuelita, and then you're messing around. You have this. Ba- I mean, it's just like it all fits together. But what's interesting to me is I actually know all of you separately as musicians anyway. Mm. So, had you ever thought about or talked about playing together prior to this sort of, like, special trip?
2: So, we had actually jammed a couple times, just me and Diego, and then he introduced me to Elias, and we had jammed the three of us, um, and that's kind of how that conversation about going to New Mexico came up. So, the musical seeds had been planted, and then I think the trip just confirmed for us what we... You know, when you meet someone and you have a pretty instant connection with them, like you don't have that with everyone. Yeah. And I th- I think that just solidified that feeling of like, hey, we're all on the same wavelength and vibe and um, like maybe we're meant to be in each other's lives.
0: It's just it doesn't ha- always happen that way. I have to say I've interviewed hundreds of bands and the majority of the stories are pretty boring (laughs) they're like oh you put out a craigslist ad, and and, you know or whatever and i'm like wow no one wants to hear that story but this is like (laughs) (laughs) you know but i mean it's it's but it also just says a lot to me about your band um that you're rooted in each other's stories more than just we got together to play music you know you have similar um, thoughts about the world or, or things that you want to see be made better. And that's the thing I think that's really incredible about your music and why I think we wanted to use it for the show in part was that um, even though we don't use the lyrics from your music, uh, there's still that heart um, of the music there that's about resistance and history and stories. And that's something else I wanted to ask you guys. I know that you identify um, as a Chicano rock band um, or a funk band what does Chicano mean to the both of you
2: well for me um you know growing up in Colorado in America in a very Americanized family um I didn't really get into like revolutionary mindset music studies any of that until I was more in high school so I grew up in a fairly traditional Catholic family with people who did identify as like Chicano or Mexican American, but my parents generation was at that generation where the culture had been beaten out of us. Mm. And you know, my mother spoke fluent Spanish, but she didn't want to teach me because of uh, you know, racism and yeah. and f- even that being a colonizer language was being, you know, snuffed out of us. So it was a culture that I had to kind of discover for myself um, and to later on identify myself as Chicano or Mestizo. Um, Both of those terms for me kind of connotate a, a blending of cultures, right? And I feel like a lot of us are in this place where we don't really know our identity. We don't know what our homeland is or where we're from. But we do feel a reverberation with the land itself. Like when, when I do go to Mora, to Chacon, um, I can feel the the ancestors there with me, you know. And my grandparents and great-grandparents are, are buried in cemeteries there. And I even feel privileged that I can trace that, you know. Some people don't even know where their parents are buried or if they're buried. And um, so that word Chicano, it, it's... It it envelops a lot, but when you really speak of, like, the Chicano movement, it was Mexican-Americans in the 50s and 60s who were kind of claiming their own identity after their identity had been methodically taken from them by the United States government of really trying to merge this lost history with the forward movement of where do we go and are we going to keep putting up with being treated less than human
0: yeah Diego what about you
1: I'm a first generation American um, on my mother's side and my dad is uh was born here in Denver Colorado and uh it's been a part of the Chicano community uh since the 60s and stuff like that uh and uh for myself it's the more and more I learn, the more and more I realize that it's connected to the past. Um, mm-hmm. Chicano is something it comes from the the Mexica, not what word? Um, it's like X I K N O. Ch is the is the sound the X makes, and then Chicano, and so um, it comes from those Mexica roots, and. Um, in the, the, I believe it was in the 40s and uh, like before it was like that, trying to get that connection back to their ancestral roots uh, realizing that the indigeneity that they were indigenous and that their indigeneity was important and that was what was going to define them as individuals and like um as we see the the byproducts of our culture now it's like people think chicano is just bald-headed tattoos dicky pants you know Cortezes, and like uh that's definitely a modernized uh perspective of Chicano but um, Chicano has always been um, kind of like the the underdog but also too like uh, because when you go to Mexico and you tell people that you're Chicano it's not a good thing you know they're like oh you're Chicano you know it's not like uh it's not a beautiful thing you know and like uh I think being Chicano is more than just a tattoo more than just a shaved head you know it's a whole lifestyle that is connected to our indigeneity, and like, uh, really reclaiming that and being able to uh, do it in a way where it's benefiting us and not uh, judging anyone, you know, for not doing that as well. I think that that's the big thing too, is that like, that's a colonizer concept is judgment.
0: Yeah. So the the sort of occasion why I wanted to talk to you guys was that you have a new record coming out. um, Mucho gusto. And If I'm correct, this is the first, like, packaged album that you've put out ever, is that right?
2: Yep. Yeah. We did it. (laughs) Claro que sí.
0: something else i kind of want to go back to with the the descri- the way that you both explained what chicano means to you was incredible um, but i'm something i'm sensing and i think that's very obvious over the last couple of years in denver is that we're recon- as our, as a city we're we're recognizing and reckoning with our chicano history and the role that the chicano movement and the community played in the formation of of who we are as a city um, how do you how do you guys see Los Mocochetes in that context, this this time that we're in, um, in Denver?
2: I think what we do is like the fun part. You know, mm. and Hoser really directly addresses that pretty much every show. Um, there's a part in Tacos where the song breaks down, then he gives, it's generally an off-the-cuff speech. Um, about you know what's going on and maybe there's like something we need to talk about that day but like we're having fun up there, you know, but the hard work happens outside of that stage and and for us we've been very fortunate to be asked by a lot of different organizations in the community to come out and share our messages because even though it, it sometimes feels like it's just a fun thing it's also i think necessary like diego said to to reinvigorate you and to remind you that we're not just fighting for like a basic existence we're fighting so that we can thrive and have fun and let our children play in the brinca brinca on saturday and not worry about you know people calling the cops yeah um, and shutting us down just for being human and so I think what's beautiful about the group is that everyone does you know in their own way put the work in outside of the music
0: I want this show to sound like Denver sounds to me and you guys sound like Denver to me. And I mean that in like the kindest way Um, growing up here, um, Chicano culture in particular was just something that I grew up around and made me feel and understand the city in a way that Sometimes folks, especially folks that are newer to the city don't know right away. And it's something I really want folks to know, like, look at the the roots that we have. And it's present, like you're saying, in all the work that you all do outside of your music as well. I mean, Diego's, I see Diego's work on walls around the city. Um, Joshua, I know the work that you do teaching people and young, especially young people, how to do the things that you do, make the music that you do. So it was really cool. And I appreciate that you all um, trusted me and trusted us to use your music. So thank you.
1: It was an honor and a pleasure. Thank you.
0: Los Mocochetes is celebrating the release of their EP, Mucho Gusto, this Saturday night at Raices Brewing. I'll drop a link for more details in the show notes. And here's what else is happening in Denver today. In gross-tasting beer news, New Belgium has created a beer called Torched Earth, which CEO Steve Fetchheimer says, quote, tastes like eating a Band-Aid. It's supposed to be a wake-up call for consumers by showing them what could happen to industries like craft beer if we no longer have access to clean water. I'm not really sure how publicity stunts like this are gonna solve climate change, but I guess it's worth a shot. And hey, for more Denver news tidbits like this, subscribe to our morning newsletter at denver.citycast.fm. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell a friend about us and rate the show wherever you get your podcasts. Five stars is the right choice if you would like to make me so, so happy. We'll be back tomorrow with more news from around the city. See you later. So basically it's like drinking water, the water in the wave pool at Waterworld.